Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome tonight. Amanda Grace here with you. We're going to be bringing Marty Grisham in shortly from Loudmouth Prayer. Yes, we're doing Grace Out Loud tonight because we're trying to keep on our 10-day schedule, and I had to move it up to Thursday last week because I wasn't feeling well. So if we had done it Monday last week, it would have been this Thursday. So we're keeping on that 10-day schedule. So you see it three times a month. I have a friend with me, Chet is here. Say hello, bud. Say hello. And I, without further ado, hello, first of all, to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping me do what I do for the Lord. Let's bring in Marty Grisham. Oh, Marty's got someone too. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Grace. And wow. he's perching on your you know, you're not the only one that's got the anointing, Grace, the bird. Yep, Grace and Chet. Actually, Chet kind of has a mohawk like Gumbo. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Chet? This is Chet. Oh, I like him. Yep. He, yep. How do you Chet's know if a it's a boy or a girl? Chet is a boy. So, birds you have to have a blood test for. Oh, wow. To know. So <laughs> We've had now, a hard time drawing blood out of Gumbo. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. You set me up for that perfectly. Thank you. I did. I did. <laughs> so, yep. So we each have somebody. Okay. There goes Gumbo, right? Are you going to go out of the screen now? You are being a little fresh, sir. Whoa. Yes. Okay. So he'll be just walking around. Maybe he'll make another appearance, Chet. So hello, Marty. Hello, Amanda. I hope you're doing well. I know you've been so busy. Praise God. I've seen I'm all the exhausted. stuff you're doing. <laughs> Praise God. You so God has really graced you, graced you to do the stuff you're doing. Uh, that was a good one. Yep. For what yeah, we're yeah. doing tonight. Yes, it is. So what I was going to ask you to do, Marty, is to open up in prayer. And then we're going to, we're going to start. I'm going to get my uh, covering on for this one. Praise the Lord. I think I may need it. <laughs> okay. I think uh, we'll be better this week because I've got some new, I got a faster Wi-Fi where you did some big upgrades lately. Well, I've yes. got my upgrades done. So now I'm running smooth and everything's been so much better for me as well. So, so okay, good. Let us pray. You know, when I was really young, Amanda, um, uh -huh. my mom and dad would serve a salad and daddy would always say, we'd sit at a little table, my, my brother, sister, my mom and dad and I. And dad would always say, okay, boy, okay, everybody, let us pray. And forever, I thought he was saying, let us, like, let us, you know, pray. like, let us, a salad. And I'm like, why is he saying let us? So, okay, sorry, that was, I just had to share that. So, pray, okay. so let us pray. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We just love you. We just appreciate you so much. You're so good to us. Your graciousness, your mercy. It endures every single day. We just want to minister to you. We just want to uplift you. We want to set our hearts and our minds on you. So for this next hour, Lord, we ask you to just guide us. Lord, we know there's a divine assignment upon this next hour. We know this next hour is just really just designed by you to equip the saints, to take them to a place in light, in your word, and by your spirit that they have never gone before. So, Father, I know tonight's such a special night for them that when they get done with this show, 
when they get done hearing the things that you want to say, their lives, I guarantee you, will never, ever be the same. So, Lord, we thank you that you grace Amanda, you grace me, your ability, your empowerment. You take us into the depths of conversation, into the depths of the prophetic, into the depths of the moves and the and the and the just the moves of the Spirit of God and the precious Word of God, that light would just quicken and shine to every person. Father, we thank you. You're glorious. You're wonderful. We come boldly before your throne of grace tonight because we all need help. We all need mercy. We all need to obtain from you. And we thank you so much for it in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay, so before we get off and running, Marty, we're going to play everybody's favorite game. It's my favorite game. Caption this. (laughs) Okay, so I have yours. (laughs) which I think people are going to thoroughly enjoy. So I sent you two pictures. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll show the first one. Okay. All right. Caption this Marty. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. See you next Christmas. See you next Christmas. It looks like Christmas is done and you're going to put the cat away. It's really, I think you're boxing up your animals for the, some animals are seasonal. I say, see you next Christmas. See you next Christmas, Chester. Yep. I I, I would call this kitty condo. You always do better than me. You're working <laughs> on these all day. That's really good. It's because you got the multi layers. Yes. Kitty condo. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> next one. I sent Marty. <laughs> this is one of our sanctuary employees with Missy. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm a guy and I like guns and wrestling. And to me, this is like a UFC cage fight. Yeah. That's all I see oh, here is I'm just seeing a cage fight. This is a cage fight. What do you get out of this? Oh my gosh. I, you know what? I'd have to think about this one for a second because you're right. It looks like a cage fight. <laughs> it's yeah. what it looks like. Yep. It does. I think that's the caption, Marty. Yeah, cage fight. Yeah. You know? Yep. Or like something like Lego my ego. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And now we got Marty's. Uh oh. It's winter uh-huh. time. Yeah. It is winter time. What do you mm-hmm. think, Amanda? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would call this gumbo in the hole. <laughs> gumbo in one yeah gumbo in the you ever heard of ice fishing well but uh, but you know what it really looks like he's in a i would you know when they build a what is it called in the military a trench yeah yeah and they go fire in the hole and they're peeking out yeah that's what Mm -hmm. this is like that's why i said gumbo in the hole yeah that's really what it looks like uh-huh. Yep. I just thought it was good for the wintertime. You know, I'm sure we don't have any snow here in Oklahoma, but you know, many parts of the country probably still have a little bit. So they probably do. What do yeah. you think, Chet? What do you think about all of this? Huh? <clears throat> you being good now? Oh, now you want to be, you want to be loved. Okay. <laughs> all right. You're going to have to go off for now and we're going to get off and running here. Okay, Marty. All right. All right. What are we talking about tonight? Amanda Grace. 
The need for grace. Come on now. A need for grace. Now, this is interesting, Marty, because the Lord, I perceive it to be the Lord. The Lord wanted me to look at grace as an acronym. Okay. Right? Yeah. And one of the ones that I wrote was God ruled and Christ enforced. Oh, wow. What do we think about that? Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. All right. I like that. Oh, I like that a whole lot. Yes. Praise the Lord. Okay. You know, grace is, um, it's just, it's pretty wild because you've got a bird named grace. Your name mm-hmm. is grace. Yeah. My middle name is grace. All, mm-hmm. We've all been given grace. Um, so I think it'd be good. It would behoove us if we yes. were to spend a little time just digging into what it is because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the majority of the time when someone gets to talking about grace, the biblical grace, when when they get to jumping in, they, they it's normally I've almost always heard just the standard definition of an unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. But to me, I remember twenty years ago, twenty three years ago, when I was in Bible school, grace in one of my classes they defined grace, and when mm-hmm. they did that, um, it, it didn't seem like it was enough to me. Because it really, it really seems like it fits well with the song "Amazing Grace." Amazing Grace, how, how sweet, sweet the, the sound, sound that saved a wretch, saved a wretch like, like me. me. I once, once was lost, lost, but now I'm now found. I'm found. Yes. I was blind, but now I see. Nice. So it really unmerited favor fits beautifully with that. But we have to understand when it comes to the life of a Christian today, we're not to just camp out the way that song is describing grace, because that song is beautiful as it is. And it is true. It, it still leaves us at a place where we're just receiving the favor of God so that we wouldn't be lost. But there's the whole other side of this, that we also need to be receiving the favor of God, that we can live like we've never been lost. We can live like we're champions. We can live like we're the triumphant church that he describes us as that we can live at a place of faith and love, that we can live above weights and above sin, that it said we should be able to shake off and walk away from the sin and the weights that so easily beset us in Romans 12, 1. So there's yeah. this, there's more to grace than just this unmerited gift and favor. So the one word, if you were to say, Marty, what's the one word that really speaks to you? It's the word ability. Well, yes, because grace, the other part of grace that people don't understand is it enables you to endure what you otherwise could not. Yeah. It's something the Lord pours into us that then enables us to carry and endure and persevere through circumstances we never could on our own. For sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so one gentleman, uh, one of the ministers, one of my mentors, I listened to him. And he said something about grace. He said he went and found the root word yes. that grace kind of came from. And when he began to look into it and dig into it, he found that it actually was seemed like it was meaning that a superior one was reaching down and grabbing a hold to an inferior person or an inferior one and, and, and um, giving them help and giving them mercy and giving them help and grace and ability and giving them favor in the time of need. Well, now, Amanda, you know my life, (laughs) you know your life, all of our lives, we're all living in the time of need. Every day from the time you wake up 
to the time you wake up the next day, 24 hours. We're living at a level of just where we are in need all the time. So God, according to what grace is, God freely gifts us this grace that is this ability, this favor, ability to endure, like you said, this this superior one lending a hand and uplifting, upholding, setting back straight, uh, enabling us, empowering us to do, this is the important part, what we could never, ever do on our own. Our own ability and our own accomplishments are so limited that God moves in with his ability and causes us to be champions and causes us to be able to do what we're supposed to do. That's exactly what happens. Uh, And it comes in uh, at times where there is many times great trial. There's great circumstances in our lives. There's an uphill climb we need to make. Yeah. And so grace gives us the extra strength um, so we don't sputter out and, 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 and grace and faith are highly interconnected. Oh, so absolutely. when the Lord pours that grace into you, it actually enables your faith to become stronger. So they work yeah. in tandem with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing also about grace, you know, in our world, because you and I, Amanda, we've been in the, the spirit moving world of God stuff for many years. Um, my whole life, I've heard the word anointing. So anointing is part of that grace package. Now I like to talk sometimes about the salvation package. And so, and I never heard, I've heard, you know, like if salvation was a Christmas gift that I got and I unwrapped it and I opened it, every single thing is in there. Everything, yes. everything that Christ being a joint heir with Christ, everything that the father purchased and has given freely to me is found in that salvation package. And I believe it's just wrapped in grace his ability, his favor, his preferring me, you know, and saying, hey, son, or hey, daughter, hey, let me empower you to do in the earth something you could never do on your own. Uh, it's, it's really amazing that it's just God. Uh, what we're doing, even the breath we breathe is from his grace. It the, is. The, the beat of my heart is from his grace. It's- it's interesting you say that because there there is in Hebrew, um, and it it says Hashivenu Adonai, which means come to us, Lord. Hash the breath, Hashivenu Adonai, come to us, Lord. Yeah, and it is you know the, the breath of you know breath of God breathed into us. So without the breath of God, we don't we don't have life. Yeah, every time we take a breath we are reminded that we are breathing because of him. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And what's beautiful too, he's just taking care of business for us. He's doing this for us. Mm -hmm. Now we have a role to play, which that's the faith side, which you and I will talk about soon. Yes. But the one thing I want people to understand is the amount of grace you have, it can be increased. The grace upon you, Yes. You know, like if you're called to ministry, if you're called to run a business, if you're called, but, but many times people, they try to chase those things with their own capabilities, their own intellect, their own ability to push all the right buttons, pull all the right levers, and they never get into trusting God. No, because they try to bang the door down themselves. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's really a form of, of pride. 
And if you remember that scripture that says God gives grace to the humble, humble. and he yeah. actually resists the proud. proud. Mm-hmm. And so he's literally resisting the person, the person that's wrapped up in their own ability saying, I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. I'm so amazing. Even I'm, even if they're saying the grace, like, man, I did a great job today. I, 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 I am so good at buying and selling stock. I'm such a great mom. I'm good at this. I'm a great bus driver. I'm great at everything I do. I'm a great football player, soccer player, all of these things. The grace of God is what's empowered all of us to do anything good. There is nothing good about us. And which brings me to that scripture in James, every good, remember this one, and and every perfect gift gift comes comes down from the Father. So all the good and all the graces that we have to do things just in our menial everyday life and even the more complicated things, it's all because of him. Well, it is. And and to get very real with everybody for a moment, you don't think it takes an enormous amount of grace every day for me and Chris to go through yeah. what we go through and him yeah. recovering from a traumatic brain injury and, and being married and yeah. navigating that. There, there are three things that work in tandem together. Grace, faith, and favor. Yeah. Many times work in tandem. Yeah. They work together. It's like a trifecta. Oh, wow. And you want the trifecta. You want it because everything fires in order because he's a God of order. God is a God of order. Fires on all cylinders that way. It doesn't mean you're not going to, uh, you know, endure chaos or you're not going to endure difficult circumstances. But those things working together enable you to plow through them, to put your hand to the plow and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God will empower you and 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 grace you and favor you to to be able to endure and go through whatever you need to. But there's things that we do. I love what you said, you know, grace and faith and favor, how they work together. Grace mm-hmm. and faith are so, you know, we're saved yeah. with those two working together. Yeah. Our own salvation, that salvation package, that Christmas gift. Like I see, I, I, I like, love to see salvation as a box that I open and everything, healing, my, my bills being paid, everything, love, joy, peace, happy marriage power. Everything is inside yeah. that salvation yeah. package and grace is it's, it's being given to me. And by faith, I take it by the hand of faith and I apply it to my life. So tonight we're going to cover, how do we do that? How yeah. do we look at the thing that we're called to do and know that God's got, that's you said grace. You said grace, and she laughed right in front of my face. She tried to land on my finger. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've never seen a bird try to land on a finger through the online. Praise the Lord. Rumble and YouTube are powerful. Praise the so, Lord. Okay, they're really not very powerful. So I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> you oh, said word. grace, and she just she came. took. She so went right. after it. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Come here, boy. That doesn't work. Yet. Right, yeah, right. Know. You felt the wind of that. That was that was really like a tailwind. Yeah, that, that was a flyby for sure. That yeah, was like that an F sixteen coming yeah. through. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're gonna try it one more time with a finger. We look at the thing we're called to do, and we uh, we need to understand to do it. We should do it out of Him, not out of us. Yes. And there's a grace for it. And so tonight we're gonna talk about how do we lay hold of that grace, that ability, that unmerited favor. How do we pull it 
and get it to function and increase in our life so that we can do the things we're called to do. So every listener needs to be writing down, get a piece of paper and write down the top five things you're called to do. Like I'm called to do online podcasts. I'm called to teach prayer. I'm called to be a husband. I'm called to be a dad. I'm called. There's things I I do. You're called to make gumbo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, cleaning gumbo's cage at night is a big deal. And so, (laughs) so there's so many things, but I'm graced, Mm -hmm. but I can increase that grace and operate out of it. So what, what's the things we can do, but I want to share really the need for grace because Amanda, I mean, as a prophet, you know, as you just had a pretty, I just listened to just uh, the word that you had. What did you think of that, Marty? I honestly had to, I, I honestly had to shut my mind off when I got done and say, okay, we got to do, we got to do the grace. We got to talk about grace tonight because it was very, very accurate, very strong, very staggering. Mm. God is ready. He's sitting there just ready to move and he's, things are just getting in place. So that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was very good. Very Praise good. The Lord. Okay. God is good. We give him all the glory. Yes. Amen. But part of the reason why I bring that up is because of the story of Noah, because we are in such an interesting end time. So in Genesis six, eight, mm-hmm. I'm going to read through here real quickly and just break open okay. what mm-hmm. was going on in the life of Noah. Genesis six, eight, and I'm going to start with verse five. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man and that was great in the earth. So we, we need the greatness of God's goodness and glory operating in our life. But the world during Noah's time, there was much wickedness and it yeah. was great in the earth. And listen to this. Every intent of the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. That is so wild. So if you ever look at the world we live in today with the cabal and this and that and all the problems in everything, and you ever think that uh, it's the darkest it's ever been, well, you're wrong. Noah's time was so dark as we see here in a second in verse 7, and the Lord said, I'm going to destroy man and I because I, and whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping. And he went on to say that he actually was sorry that he created mankind. Well, God's not saying that today. So that was a really, really a dark time. And you know, dark it had to be like, let's think about it for a second for the the amount of wickedness on the earth. Yeah. uh, You had to be so grave. Yeah. And so horrific and horrendous for the Lord to, to wish he had never done any of it. Just to say, I, I, you know, I, you know, extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The darkest of the dark that we, stumble upon and hear about on occasion. I believe the entire earth was that way. And it reminds me a lot of the the Sodom, because you remember when Abraham in Genesis 18, when Abraham went to, you know, intercede, went went to stand in the gap for Sodom with the Lord, as the two angels walked on to Sodom in Genesis 18, Abraham had his hands full because the entire city, other than just a few, you know, the entire city was at seemed to be at this level of wickedness that when you have the two angels walk in the city and and the things that that were being offered to do to them yes. and then even lot which Jenny and I were just talking about this two two or three days ago 
Even Lot must have been wrapped up in that wickedness because he's offering his own daughters to the perverse people outside. Who does that? So there's a lot of bad going on in the city, right? And so we see here in the time of all of this darkness, all of the bad, the wickedness, all of God saying, I wish I'd never created man. When we look at verse eight, Genesis six, eight, but Noah, I love the word, but, Mm -hmm. but in the, in all the darkness and all the horrible and all the treachery, but one man found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And the beautiful thing is, you know, the story about Noah, Noah's whole family was saved, but it never said that they lived righteously. It never even said that they had found grace in the eyes of God. It only said, but no, no, you want to save your family, find grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's true. Because when Noah found grace, it was because God recognized his faith, which gave him favor in the eyes of God in in the middle of such darkness to be spared. Uh, The interesting thing about Noah, just (laughs) an interesting side note, his father was Lamech, right? Okay. His grandfather, I believe, was Methuselah. Methuselah yes. means in Hebrew, his death shall bring. That wow. So when Methuselah died, that was the countdown to the flood. Um, And Lamech actually knew Noah was born for a special purpose, but he actually believed that he was going to invent the plow to make their lives more comfortable and easy. Now, this wow. is taught in the Torah portions. When, wow. when they, when they get into when they get into the account of Noah. So I yeah. thought that was just an interesting little side note. He built something. It just wasn't a plow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's really good. Uh, yeah. He yeah. built something. All right. And you know what helped him? Grace. Yeah. When he found grace in the eyes of the Lord, God then says to him, Noah in verse 13, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I am going to destroy them with the earth. Verse 14, make yourself an ark. Finding grace in the eyes of God saved Noah, saved his whole family, and gave all of our children really cool Bible story to hear when they were in Sunday school. Okay, just joking. Now, that's where I heard about you know Noah's ark. Everyone's heard about Noah's ark. But if this, I love this, that, that, that the Lord came and shared the secret of what was fixing to happen in the earth. God was not broadcasting this to the whole earth. No. Now, if you remember the situation with Abraham in Genesis 18, they're walking away from Abraham's tent and they're walking towards Sodom. The Lord, the two, you know where I'm going, the two angels and Abraham. Yep. And the Lord says these words, shall we hide from Abraham? What we're expecting to do if we find Sodom as dark as what we've heard about it. So there's something, Amanda, about when you find grace in the eyes of the Lord, he'll share with you his secrets. Amen to that. That is so true. And he did it with Abraham. Um, He did it with Noah. He did it with, and interestingly enough, Ark in Hebrew is Teba. Oh, wow. Which means covering. And the ark took the beating of the storm while Noah was protected. And Jesus was our taba. Hmm. He was our covering and he took the beating yeah. to cover us. So, you know, it's very interesting the way the Lord ties everything together. 
But with Sodom, the interesting part about Sodom too is that when Abraham and Lot had to separate, it was because the grace and favor on Abraham's life, life was giving Lot blessings A, he shouldn't have had. Well said. Number yeah. one. <clears throat> B, Lot w- was too much pulled by the ways of the world and it would have corrupted what God wanted to do with Abraham. So he had to separate them. And Lot, it it's supposed to read in scripture, he went from the east, meaning he went away from the east. The east to, to the Jews was like where the Lord is. That's where the Lord is. He's in the east. He went away from the east towards the west, yeah, wow. towards Sodom. So Wow. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Wow, it really is. Um, Going back to the original of what we were talking about, what grace is. Yeah. God's ability showing up. Equipping you, empowering you, favoring you, launching you, propelling you, pushing you, directing you, driving you, leading you, guiding you to do something you could never, ever do in your own ability. So let's take that definition and let's slap it right here on sweet little Noah in Genesis 6. Noah was told by the Lord something he would have never known. Destruction's coming to the entire earth. Noah was given blueprints to build an ark that he could have never done on his own. He literally was given the instructions and the the diagram, and he, he downloaded all of it. It was all given. Even the strength as this man and just a few helpers, even this man to have the physical strength to, to do what he did, it was all capable because he'd found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Grace is what saved him. Grace is what saved his family. Grace is what equipped him and empowered him to build an ark that did the saving. It's true. Even the door, even the door shut by the very hand of grace. It was as the, the Lord shut the door to the ark. And yep, <clears throat> yeah. that was the grace of God as well. Um, and, and I don't know if it's a similar situation to Abraham where it says righteousness was credited to him. Oh, Meaning yeah. the Lord was going to pay Abraham's yeah. tab later. Yeah, yeah. No. Righteousness was credited to Noah as well. Yeah. In this case. Yeah. You know, um, so what's what's special about prayer? Because I'm, you know, I'm loud mouth prayer, the prayer guy. What's special what's, about prayer? And there's my little girl. Up. Hey, yep. sweetheart. Uh-huh. The 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 image of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> The dove shows up when you said prayer. <laughs> um, Hebrews 4, 16. Okay. Let us there come boldly unto the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. So the, the throne of not just receiving the thing you're supposed to do, but receiving the ability to do it. Let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain I love that word obtain. And the other day I was talking about this, that we may may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. And that word obtain really, really just jumped out at me when I was talking about this. I just, I saw from there, grace allows me to obtain something I would never, ever be able to obtain on my own. Now I know it seems like we're saying the same thing over and over, but I want everyone to understand that this is God 
sharing himself with us. This is God equipping us to walk like Jesus, to talk like Jesus, to even have understanding of the word. You know, in, in, in the truth that you can increase in the grace that you're called to do, even the ability to read and understand the Bible, there's a grace for that. What if you could increase in that? Amanda, a lot of people say, man, I'm, I'm new, to the, new to the things of God. I read the King James. I'm confused. What translation's helpful? There's a grace. There's an ability. There's an understanding. There's a wisdom that you can trust God for, and it will absolutely show up and increase so that you can just do the basics of Christian living. That's right. And interestingly enough, the definition of obtain is to acquire. To acquire, there means a transaction had to take place. Like when someone says, I acquired a piece of land, it was a transaction. Well, at the cross, there was a transaction that took place. We were purchased by the blood of Jesus, which allows us and enables us to go boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain because of what was acquired. Yeah. If you look That's at it really that good. way. So it's already, been, it's already been given. Yeah. It just has to be accessed. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Well, so there is a story here in the book of Acts that I want to move over to as well. <clears throat> and if you remember in Acts 3, which I'm just going to run through the story real quickly. Okay. Peter and John. In the book of Acts, in the, in the third chapter of Acts, Peter and John had walked up to the gate beautiful, and you know the story well. There's the guy sitting there who's asking for alms, probably every single person walking by, he's asking for help. And it literally said that the, the, Peter's eyes, their eyes fastened upon this man. Well, I know when I minister and stuff, my eyes will fasten upon someone in the crowd, and there'll be a grace, there'll be There'll be an anointing come on me to have a word for them, to have insight, see their tomorrows. There's stuff that happens sometimes when you fasten your eyes upon someone. And so they fasten their eyes upon this guy, and this yeah. guy goes to asking for alms. And that's when I believe it was Peter probably said, silver and gold have I none. Go ahead and sing it, Amanda. Go ahead and sing it. Oh, the silver and gold have I none, but what I do have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> I know and, and he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk, didn't he? Get up and walk. Yeah, yes. and they yanked him up. They pulled him up. They didn't say, now, check yourself. See, how's it going? See if your <laughs> legs are strengthened. They just graced him up. Pop that booger up. And he went walking. And, well, I'm sorry for saying booger. Walking. I'm from Louisiana. Walking and leaping and praising God. Grace. Okay, so. Great. Grace. Yeah, they're operating at this level. Now, so then. Then the religious leaders, they find out about it. They yeah. call him in, and it says in Acts 4, now they begin to threaten him. They threaten him. Oh, yes. You will never, ever go out and speak in the name of Jesus anymore. So what do they do? They let him go. First thing they do is go back out, and they start preaching the name of Jesus. Well, they end up going to, I believe that scripture says, they went to their own company, yeah, in verse 23, and being let go, Peter and John went to their own company and reported all that the priests and the elders said unto them. They lifted up their voice, their voice to God in one accord. So powerful, so powerful. They lifted up their voice in one accord. And then we're going to go down to verse 32. 
And the multitude of those, that company that was with Peter and John, this yes. is Acts 4.32, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Unity, Amanda. How many times are you and I just in our personal time with Chris and Jenny talking? How many times even on the show do we yes. bring up unity? Unity right now in the body of Christ is one of the most powerful number one agendas of the Lord right now. We divided are very weak. If we'll come together, if the tongue talkers and the non-tongue talkers, if those that believe in, in, in health and, 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 and prosperity come together with those, if we just come together because all of us should believe in the precious fruit of the earth. Listen, yes. if you don't believe in the precious fruit of the earth and that you have an assignment for that, you got some major problems. You got a whole lot more problems than not agreeing with everything that Amanda and Marty says. You got some major right. problems. So let's lay aside all of our differences. I'm not going to try to win everyone on board to agree with me. I just want unity that we can come together the way these guys did in one heart and one soul, neither any of them had the things that they had and they called them their own possession. Verse 33, listen to this. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. In other words, reaching the precious fruit of the earth, doing the works of Jesus and great grace was upon them all. We saw the most crazy, most darkest, wicked days of Noah and God put grace upon that man in that horrible, crazy time. And now we see another story where the church was commanded to shut their mouth. Oh, you knew I was going there, right? Yeah. You knew that's where I was going with Peter and John, where they threatened them. They uh -huh. told them to shut their mouth. You're not going to preach in that name of Jesus anymore. And they said, watch this sucker. And they went right out the door and started <laughs> preaching Jesus again, because you're not going to shut up the body of Christ, right? especially when you come into one accord and when they come into one accord, verse 33, there was great power and great grace came up on them all. And that right there was the launching of raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, the lame walking. It went from there like wildfire. I mean, I feel the Holy Ghost. It, it began to shoot all over the place. And as you follow through the next 10, 15 chapters of Acts, you just see the works of God over and over again. You do. And, and actually, it is said, it was said in the word that he, Jesus himself did so many miracles. There wasn't enough paper yeah, to yeah. write them all down. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Very well so. said. Mm -hmm. So he that did. takes me to John 14. Yes. Oh, I know you're waiting on John 14. You've probably been just sitting there just itching, just wanting to get on John 14. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm really like John 14. We're going to start with, um, let's start oh, with verse, yes. uh -huh. verse eight. Yes. This is a good one. Yeah. John 14, eight. Now, if you remember the situation, Jesus, actually, I can probably even quote the beginning, like verse two in my father's house or many mansions. I go yep. to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you, I come again to receive you again unto myself. And all of these things are happening. Yep. And Philip says, Lord, we don't know the whither or the way. Yeah. That means the place or the way. And Jesus said, come on, come on, Thomas. And then we get some little rebuttal from Philip here. And Philip says, Lord, <laughs> show us. I know we keep getting this. Jesus is like, come on, you guys are supposed to be on my team. Here's a news flash for the body of Christ. Be on Jesus's team. Quit arguing with him. 
Okay, we'll move back to this. <laughs> I mean, come on. If he says you can have what you say, if he says whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. If he says that you can speak to the mountain, don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things yeah. that you say shall come to pass, you'll have what you say. Those words are in red. Why are you arguing with the Lord Jesus Christ? Why are you arguing arguing with the head of the church? Why don't you just agree with him and start doing it and see your little life turn around and you see things getting back in line with God again? Yeah. You got me on these side roads. Sorry. That's okay. We need sometimes to go down those side roads. Got, the Lord yeah, just takes us right down with Phew. something. Yeah. So Amen. Philip in verse eight, John 14, eight, he said, Lord, show us the father. That's all I need. Just show me the father. It, it's all we need. Oh, just, boy. It's, it's you're sufficient. Looking, you're looking at the son, who, which means you're seeing the father. That's, that's exactly what it was. And Jesus said, literally said, Philip, come on, McFly, McFly, come on, McFly. How long have you been with me? Now, that's yeah. Marty McFly, Back to the Future. I like that because, you know, the Marty name. Let me tell you something. Back to the Future made me popular in the 80s. Okay, so <laughs> McFly, come on, McFly. So have I been, how long have you been with me? How long have you been with me, yeah. Philip? Philip, you've walked with me two years. 